Welcome to Terminal Value. So everything I do here at Terminal Value is based around one big question, and that is how do growth-oriented people transform their business and their life to achieve world-class levels of value in everything they do? That is the question, and I am here to bring you the answers. My name is Doug Utberg, and this is Terminal Value. I publish new podcast episodes five times per week. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any content. And also make sure to follow me on social. You can just look for the Doug Utberg handle. Please comment and let me know your thoughts. I'm looking forward to working together so that we can make your life amazing. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. We have Daniel Blue with us today. And what we're going to be talking about is actually his what I call seven-figure story of redemption. And so Daniel actually had a rough start to his adult life after high school, and he's actually been able to turn it around to a very successful business in his current situation. I don't want to give too much of it away, though. So Daniel, please introduce yourself, and uh, let's get the conversation going. Hey, Doug. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. I'm 33 years old. I'm in Las Vegas. I own a firm that helps people access their retirement accounts, penalty, and tax-free. And never thought I would be in the position of owning a business with uh, employees and you know over a thousand clients in, in all 50 states and, and really changing some lives. And I think it comes down to if you want to make an impact and, and change other people's lives consistently, then it starts with you, right? You know, yeah. leadership, they always say is, right, you're leading others, but how are you leading your, yourself, right? How, how are you leading the person that you look in the mirror? every day. And that, that's where it all starts. And everyone listening to this has had adversity, has had ups and downs. And I've had my share of ups and downs. I wouldn't trade it for the world because it's shaped me who I am today. And uh, some of those ups and downs included, you know, my mom and dad got divorced and it's not like, that's like, wow, you know, I think so much of divorce is happening right now anyways. But what made my story unique was my dad moved to a different country when I was 12 years old and he moved to a different country and never came back. And I never got closure why he left and never came back. Just like one day he was here, one day he was gone. And then and now it's just my mom and I. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, so, so when you raised, say never, you mean like never, never, never. As uh, We reconnected when I was in my 20s. Okay. And so we're at peace now. All right. It, it took me forgiving him. And I think that's a lesson for all of us is one, when you forgive someone, that doesn't mean you forget. Two, when you forgive someone, it's not so much of you're doing it for them, you're doing it for you. Right. And mm -hmm. I think because I held on to resentment and I didn't find peace with my dad because I was really close to him because I had that trauma and I didn't come to peace with it. It led me down some dark paths, ended up getting addicted to Oxycontin uh, when I was 18 years old. And prior to that, I was experimenting with marijuana and alcohol yeah. and ditching school right now having a father figure in your life you start seeking other influences and a lot of yeah. times they're not the right kinds of influences so went down that dark path and uh, while i'm addicted to oxycontin when i'm 18 19 years old i ended up having a daughter and i, I truly believe that god gave me a daughter for a reason because i had tried to get clean during this time i yeah. tried to quit Oxycontin, for those who don't know, Oxycontin is essentially heroin in the form of a pill. Yes. 
So super addicting and nothing worked. I wasn't able to get clean. And I truly believe that God gave me a daughter for a reason where it was God saying, Hey, this is your one and only shot to get clean. So you better take it, dude. And I was finally able to kick the habit. And then around that same time, I went to college. That's what society told me to do. Yeah. Dropped out of college and ended up having a, a pretty successful career in sales. I was in the real estate space. And that's what led me to where I'm at today in terms of being in the financial space and, and owning a company. But you know, I don't come from a family of money or a family that, you know, went to UCLA or Stanford or, you know, they have degrees and MBAs. Business was really something that I learned on the fly and made a ton of mistakes, but I'm really grateful for people that I was able to meet along the way that were able to teach me some things. You know, I'm a big proponent of your network is your net worth. And, you know, so really grateful for some solid relationships that I've been able to have along the way. Well, okay. I mean, well, first of all, congratulations on your comeback story, but I'd actually like to kind of go back a little bit because, you know, where, where we're talking about, right, you have, you're coming off a you know, very severe parental abandonment situation, compound on that where you have a substance addiction, and now compound on that where you're responsible for another human life. Statistically speaking, most people would go off the cliff at that point, but you didn't. I intuit it that's very highly correlated with your daughter, but help us unpack that a little bit because, you know, there's a lot of people who are dealing with, thankfully, not quite as acute of uh, psychological trauma right now, but, but still, there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of psychological stuff. And I think it's that figuring out how you can make that turn to really avoid the edge of the cliff. I think that to me is the big message here. Yeah. And, and I think at the same time, though, you do need to experience things for yourself, right? You do need to hit that really dark place. You do need to hit that rock bottom. And a lot of times it'd be great to not have to do that because you'd save yourself time. You'd save yourself money. You'd save yourself hurting people, Mm -hmm. but it's a part of your story. It's part of your journey, right? I, I remember I got clean the day of Thanksgiving in 2009 six months prior to that day, it was so bad that I missed out on my child's birth. She was born in a hospital and I was not in the hospital. Right. So like the idea of missing out on your child's birth, missing out on cutting the umbilical cord, missing out on seeing their first eyes open, right. Missing out on that, not because I was serving our country in the military and I was overseas doing something honorable. Right. No, I was just being a douchebag and I was getting high and I chose not to be there. So I made that critical mistake and it took me actually two weeks before I saw my daughter. So it took me experiencing these rock bottom moments. And if you would have asked me this eight years ago, is that something you regret? Was that something you beat yourself up over? Sure. I regret it but I'm past being myself up over it, right? You have to learn how to forgive yourself too, right? I mentioned earlier, I forgave my dad for essentially abandoning his family. You also have to forgive yourself because you're not perfect. You're going to hurt people. You're going to make a bad decision. And it just takes you owning up to that and forgiving yourself. So, you know, going back to my story, it was November, Thanksgiving, 2009, And it was Thanksgiving day. My mom was making a turkey. My daughter, Isabella, was six months old. She's at the house. She's in her little rocker. 
And I remember telling my mom, like, hey, I'm going to go to the gas station. I'm going to grab a Red Bull, a monster energy drink. I'll be right back. That was a lie. I went immediately in the car, called a couple of drug dealers, and I tried to score some pills. It's Thanksgiving Day, though, Doug. All the drug dealers are having turkey. They're not trying to sell pills. So no one's picking up the phone. So here I am in my car, called my whole Rolodex, and no one picked up the phone. And no one responded. And I came to a point where I realized I am not going to get pills today, which means I am not going to get high today, which means I'm going to start withdrawing, which means I'm going to probably start throwing up in T minus six hours. I'm going to start getting the chills. I'm going to start getting things coming out of both ends. because That's literally what happens. Your body craves it so much. And when it doesn't get it, it gets sick. So I knew all this was coming. And I just remember being in a really dark place where, you know, my finances were a wreck. And I just remember thinking in my car, what am I doing? Right. Is this the kind of example? Is this who my daughter is going to see when she gets older, when she's old enough, she's six months old. She doesn't know her dad is a piece of crap, but soon enough, she's going to be five years old. She'd be 10 years old. What kind of example am I setting? Right. So it just took some really deep questions where I'm reflecting on who I am, what I stand for, what I want my legacy to be. Right. And start asking myself questions like if I die today, like how am I going to be remembered? Right? If I died that day, I was going to be remembered as a reckless person that made bad decision that was on drugs, like a druggie. Like that was my brand. That's who I was going to die and become. That was the legacy I was going to leave. Yeah. So I started really asking those questions when I was at a dark point in time. And that's what allowed me to pivot and make changes that allowed me to you know, start getting myself out of that hole. So I think you have to have those kinds of conversations with yourself. And unfortunately, you have to be at a really low point in your life for things to click and those questions to you know, have answers that are really real surface. I really appreciate your sharing because, I mean, there's a few things I really took out of it. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say hats off for A, turning your life around, but also I feel that you've come to a point of very high emotional awareness and maturity, which is atypical for somebody who has not yet reached middle age. Many people don't get don't ever get there at all. But I know I did not have your level of emotional maturity at 33 years old, you know, because just a part of my story, right? I went through a, you know, basically a childhood upbringing of full-on compliant nice guy conditioning, right? It was, you know, you know, go to school, do good in school, go to college, do good in college, get a good job, join the Marines, you know, you know, family, house, involved in all the activities, all the stuff. And then in uh, 2020, I got a separation notice in my corporate job because they, we had a new chief information officer uh, who came in and did the Bay Area clean house via playbook. And so I was first on the list, hit just hit the ground. And so now I'm like, whoa, all of a sudden, this whole thing that I thought I had set up just gone. And of course, right, you know, I went through like just hundreds and hundreds of applications, nothing. And then now, of course, the job markets we normalize, I suppose, like theoretically could have gone back, but I just kind of got to the point where I said, all right, look, I'm going to figure out how to do it my way. And that hasn't been an easy process. <laughs> but I think that what you're talking about is getting to that point of clarity that says, all right, you know, essentially, I'm going to figure this out. And, you know, essentially go through however much failure, rejection, whatever that it's going to take to get to that point. 
Is that descriptive of your experience or is there something else that you found that was another key factor? I think a key factor is changing your mentality from a place of being a victim to being grateful. And I learned that firsthand. And and I think people listening to this can draw on an experience that might not be the one I'm going to share, but it's going to be one that maybe there's some, some similarities where, you know, when my dad left the family when I was 12 and I was crushed, right? My dad was like my soccer coach, my basketball coach, my, my best friend. So when he left and never came back and my mom couldn't give me answers, it crushed me. And I remember in my teenage years, and even when I was 18, 19, just thinking, man, it, it would have been nice to have a dad around. You know, well, I remember middle school. Man, why, why does my friend Brendan get to have his dad take him to a, a basketball game? Or, you know, why can't my dad help me change my oil or teach me how to drive or teach me how to tie a tie? Right. So those are victim mentality remarks. Right. And it got to a point where once I had my daughter, Isabella, when I was 19 years old, something clicked for me, Doug, where I immediately shifted my mentality instead of thinking, man, poor me, I got the short end of the stick. I immediately flipped the script and I thought, you know what? I'm really grateful that I even had a dad up until I was 12 years old. I'm grateful that he was a kick-ass dad up until I was 12 years old. Some people don't even have a dad. Yeah. Others have a dad and they're a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that when he left, it allowed me to get closer to my mom. I'm grateful that when he left, it forced me to grow up quicker. It forced yeah. me to go through adversity quicker. It forced me to experience hard times and adapt. Yeah. And I'm freaking grateful that that was my story. I wouldn't even change it. Right. If I had the choice to either press button one, have a dad the whole time and he doesn't leave and he stays and that's that or button two, my story I just explained, I'm hitting button two, button B every single time, just because I know what came out of it. And it's just a reminder that the adversity you go through, the hard times, the pain you go through, when you come out of that, you're wiser, you're stronger, you're more experienced, you're more savvy, and you just have a different perspective. So that was really important lesson for me to learn. And then just try to switch the script instead of looking at bad things as this is a victim scenario. It's what can I be grateful for? And what's the lesson I can extract so I can keep moving forward? Because chances are I'm going to be dealt this again. That's what life does to us. Well, and so I love that because one of the many things that just utterly irk me is this notion that you should have your life experience should be bottom left to upper right, just this unbroken line of uh, of escalation. And that's not how it works. You know, real life has setbacks, you know, real life, you get your butt kicked, you know, in real life, there'll be some day where you thought everything was going fine. And then something really major will change. And, you know, you can either basically be mad at the world about it, or you can just say, okay, you know what, this is what it is. And I'm basically just going to go out and, and make it work and, you know, go, go out and figure it out. Along those points, uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about kind of your business that you developed because it sounds kind of unique because you're, keep me honest here, I'm I'm going off my memory from our pre-show conversation, but but your business basically helps people access their 401k and were you saying without paying taxes? 
or yeah, so, or, so you know, without creating tax liabilities. Yeah, so, yeah so you mentioned some kind of uh, go ahead. Yeah, so you, for example, you you mentioned that you stopped working for that company. So yeah. if you've got a four hundred one k from an old job or an IRA, chances are you can't access that money penalty and tax free. And maybe you'd like to use that money in a different way, right? Right now it's in the stock market. You don't have control over it. You've been conditioned to think that this money is something you can't touch. And if you do touch it, you're going to pay 30, 40% penalties and taxes. But if you wait until you're 60, until you're older and retired, then you can touch it. That's a myth. That's not true. There are some IRS approved strategies that allow you to access your retirement accounts, penalty and tax-free now. And you can use the money to do cool things like start a business. We had someone in a similar spot uh, that you were in, Doug, where they were let go from their job, had a 401k there, and they wanted to start a business. And they needed like $20,000 to fund their, their business. Yeah. So what they did, instead of borrowing from the bank, that wasn't a choice they wanted to go with and they didn't want to use their savings. They liked the idea of using their retirement account to fund the business. So we showed them how to access that 20,000 penalty and tax free from their business or from their retirement account rather, and then took that 20,000 from their 401k or IRA penalty and tax free. And then they were able to use that money to fund the business. So think of it as the types of accounts that we teach people how to set up it just has a bigger menu of options where right now you're probably to just limited to mutual funds or you know Tesla Tesla stock with Elon Musk. Great. But with us and other companies like ours, you can flip the menu over and you have even more options like real estate, precious metals, investing in your own business, investing mm-hmm. into a private business, things of that nature. I don't want to burn too much time, but I'm, I'm a little interested in kind of in learning about this because of course, I think myself and a lot of people who uh, listen to podcasts are familiar with the idea of self-directed, self-directed re- retirement accounts. Now, I know the way a lot of times that this is structured would be that there would be say, you know, I think one way would be you can have the custodian make payments over to an investment vehicle or something like that. I'm a little interested in how the mechanics of work for that kind of thing works. You know, if you're talking about using a retirement account to fund your own business, would you say like open an entity, fund the entity with the IRA, or is there some other kind of kind of thing? And if that's beyond the scope of the podcast, that's fine. I'm just no, indulging I, my own I, curiosity here. I love it. We're going to geek out here. So self-directed IRAs are pretty popular. The one yep. limitation a self-directed IRA has over what's called a solo 401k, which is still a mm-hmm. self-directed plan, is yeah. a self-directed IRA does not have a loan feature, which a yeah. solo 401k does. So the reason why you're bringing this up and other people may be questioning is a self-directed IRA cannot invest into a business that you manage, that you 100% own. Correct. You can't sell. Probably going to be a prohibited transaction. Right. Yeah. But with, exactly. But a solo 401k has a loan feature where you can take out 50% of the account value or 50,000, whichever number is less, take that money out penalty and tax free, use it however you want. There's no prohibited transaction because the <clears throat> money is taken out of the plan. Right. Yeah. So you can use the money however you want. The caveat is it's a five year term. So you've got to pay back what you took out within five years. Quick. There's an interest rate of prime plus 2%. So right now we're telling people it's about, you know, six, almost 7%, but the interest goes right back to their retirement account. And as long as they pay back what they took out within five years, zero penalty and tax. 
Well, and I was going to say, but the interest rate is actually not really relevant because again, it's just circulating funding back to your account. I mean, and it's, I think of it as almost like the infinite banking concept, but it's not a way for laundering commissions on insurance products, which unfortunately I think is how most infinite banking systems ultimately end up working. So yeah, I mean, and uh, I think the, we're just about out of time, but uh, but yeah, I think I'll just want to throw a shout out, definitely give out your website because I think, yeah, anybody who is really looking to, you know, kind of looking to, you know, really geek out on how they can kind of pull more, you know, leverage more value from their retirement accounts. I think they should definitely give you a call. Yeah. So go to danielblue.me. I've got a bunch of free content to get you started. Outstanding. Uh, I've got a lot of articles that I got published through Forbes. So they're there, danielblue.me, blue like the color. And then I've got my podcast called How Winners Win, where we teach people different ways to win in their personal life, their business life, the financial world. So a lot of content that's free there, links to the podcast on my website. And then I've got a book called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. The book is very simple, easy to read, easy to follow, teaches people how to access their retirement accounts, penalty and tax-free, goes more in detail on the solo 401k and how to make money tax-free. So you can get that book on Kindle or paperback or audio as well. It is available on audio. And then all my social media handles are there. And then if I've got your wheels turning and you're thinking, shoot, I've got this retirement account and the idea of accessing it penalty and tax-free sounds appealing. I want to learn more. There's some steps you can take on the website to, you know, see if if there's a good fit here. Awesome. Outstanding. Well, hey, Daniel, really appreciate your time today. And thank you for sharing your story. Hey, Doug, thank you so much for having me on your show. All right. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Please feel free to visit me online at www.terminalvalue.biz where you can subscribe, find me on social, and then we can connect and just keep the conversation going. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a wonderful day. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.